you put the Foo Fighters together with a Montreal audience, something magical happens. But when you take the Foo Fighters, put them in an arena with a capacity of just over 4,000 people in Montreal, what you get is an experience that very few people get to have. An intimate concert, if we can dare to call it that, featuring one of the biggest rock bands on the planet. G was lucky enough to score a ticket to that exclusive, likely once-in-a-lifetime event and tells us all about it on this episode of The Concert Goers. The Concert Goers, a snob media podcast with your hosts, Jessica Dion and Jenny Fiasque. been a long time but we are back with new episodes of the concert goers gee how are you we are back and uh it's exciting we are recording we have shows to talk about life as we know it is back it is i mean is it though i mean i mean no but i mean i think um, we just kind of push past it don't you think we're just like we push past it and we go to a lot of concerts yep yeah i feel like all summer that's I, that's all I did, and I'm perfectly okay with okay with that. All I did was go to concerts, eat, and drink. That sounds like the perfect life, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll check my bank account, but um, no, you never never do that. You have yeah, to just okay, like, that's fair. Yeah, YOLO. Yeah, exactly. Is that still a term? YOLO you only. Actually, it's you only YOLO once. Okay, cool. Yeah, that should be a clip. <laughs> <laughs> it could go viral. Um, Look at these old people. <clears throat> YOLO does. How are you? For, I'm just I'm just giving some context to YOLO just in case. Yeah, yeah. You only live once, just in case somebody yes. didn't know what that meant. Yeah, and I think Drake coined that term, but don't quote me on that. Well, we can start the rumor right here. You heard it first. We can start the rumor, Drake. If you're listening, come on the show. Um, okay. Um, I'm I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we've we've each uh, had our 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 fair share of things go on uh, this year. Um, and it's nice to be back. People messaging us being like, when are you coming back and all that. And we're here. Um, the same duo that you missed is back and we're going to annoy the shit out of you with yep. concert I think that's stuff. A, a pretty fair description of what we're going to do. Um, yeah. we've seen some pretty epic shows. I have to say, yeah, we have, and there yeah. are more epic shows coming up. So I guess, I mean, I think we should probably just get into it and when we were trying to pick the show that we were going to start with you like you jumped in right away like i i was like sort of thinking about it and you were like no it's got to be this one and it's because it's i don't even know how to describe it it's like a throwback to another era of of montreal you have montreal and of announcing concerts and you better buy your tickets right now like i'm surprised they actually didn't make you go stand in line to buy tickets i i'm honestly i would have i would have honestly done it Okay, so of course we are talking about the Foo Fighters uh, coming to the Verdun Auditorium in July. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, the Verdun Auditorium, for those who don't know it, is like this, what, what's the capacity of it? It's like um, They said 5,000, okay. but uh, I think the final 
uh, number that night uh, because of the stage or whatever. It was like uh, 3,800 or wow. something. Yeah, so or it's, 4, it's a pretty like iconic venue in Montreal. Hasn't really hosted any concerts for a very long time. I think yeah. notable people that have played there are obviously Foo Fighters. And yep. um, Green Day also did a show there. Like in the Green 90s. Day, Pearl Jam, yeah. Nirvana. Yeah. All these all these grunge bands uh, and you know punk bands have have played the Verdun Auditorium. Uh and honestly, I I when they announced the show, I think I had texted you yep. uh early in the morning. I don't care about time zones, but um and I was I, like, this is happening. And I remember your text being something along the lines of like, I would fly in. Yep. I know because I actually I looked at flights. I was like, I gotta come. To, I I have to I have to go to this. But then, and it was like on a Monday night. It was like so random. It was super inconvenient for somebody flying in from the West Coast. I have to say. <laughs> and they announced that I think I think it was like two weeks prior. Yes, to, I had. Also, I think they were just fitting it in into the tour because they were going to. Yeah, they they were they had. They like did an Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah, they did Ottawa, uh, Blues Fest, and then they did the Summer Fest in Quebec, yeah. or in be- and I think we were in between. Uh, actually, it was it was uh, Summer Fest us, and then they went to Ottawa. Uh, and I remember like uh, comments in the when they posted the Montreal show, they had those comments being like, "Ah, you skipped Toronto, yeah, no, but you're no, going no, no, to no. Montreal." Yeah, no, 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 that's yeah. not how it works. If you want the Foo best- Fighters. <laughs> had not played Montreal since 2011. Yep. Like they were supposed to play Oceaga, pandemic, then Taylor Hawkins died and they just stopped touring for a while and now you're going to throw it in my face that they're not that they're coming to Montreal. They came to the Toronto like 20,000 well, uh, times. Yeah, and also they were literally just there. They went, yeah. like I don't remember what the date was, but they were literally just there. So I think that's yeah. enough. I mean, Toronto gets all the big acts because it is Canada's biggest city. That's fine. But as we have said many a time on this podcast, Montreal crowds, you're never going to beat it. And it's true. 38. I remember you texted me that night and you said 3,800 people or 4,000 people, whatever you said, yeah. sounded like 20,000 people. And I believe that. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. And, and get until you get there, I had never been to this venue and the main goal I think it was to see the band, but also to just be in that space yeah. uh, because I had never been. And, um, but you don't realize how, like how small the place is until you get there. And it's literally like you're watching the Foo Fighters perform in a high school gym. Yes. And it has the and, vibe of a high school gym, I have to say. Yeah. And you're, and like in the videos, like, you know, when you take a video, you, you're, it seems further than you are. Um, but, like it really, I was. We were maybe like a um, hundred feet from from them. And just like they just walk on this small stage, like all how many they are, like eight of them, on this tiny space and that's that tiny stage. And just Dave Grohl just but, ripping but through a set. Get, but don't you get the impression that Dave Grohl like thrives in that environment where he's like, I oh, want to play, like, he, yeah. He said it. He said he said I would come back here and play like thirty nights. I was like, yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Play a month in Montreal, dude. Like this is okay. Hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Yeah. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters residency at the Verdun Auditorium. Yeah, and I it mean, would sell out every day. Absolutely. Every show. Yeah. Um. Okay. I have a question about how you managed to get tickets because mm. I have to say you texted me and you said, okay, I got the tickets, and my Instagram story feed was just a bunch of people crying, really. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get this. I have to go to this. I'm going to die if I don't go to this. 
and they're still alive, all of them. They're, yeah, they are. But they did manage to get tickets, and it, it, I think it would have been worse had I lived in Montreal and not been able to get tickets than living out here and being like, okay, I can't go. I can't realistically go because I had just started yeah. a new job and it just wasn't really that, you know. <laughs> yeah, <vibe>. that makes <laughs> that makes sense. I, I feel like, well, I, I uh, it was definitely um, stressful. I think, I think that was probably the show that I stressed for the most in recent memory yeah. to try and get tickets. Um, but the thing is, there was no pre-sales. There was no advanced tickets of any sort. Well, they didn't. Um, they and, didn't need it. I mean, it was no, going to sell out right away, it. anyways. Yeah. So that I think the tickets went on sale, and and I just did my normal thing, where I just get in my headspace, and I need to focus on this, and uh, and, and and yeah, I, I got on. I don't. I the first thing that I did was. Because I knew the floor, like general mission floor, wouldn't be general mission floor what it usually is because it's mm-hmm. not as big of a venue. I thought, okay, if there's no seats available, I am just gonna get floor tickets because I'll just stand. Even if I stand with my back against the wall, I'm still gonna be 150 feet from. The- <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't like those things don't matter anymore. Like I mean, there was a time yeah. where we needed to be like leaning up on the stage. Yeah, and now I'm really yeah, and I'm really quite yeah. content now with just being. It's the atmosphere you're going in through the, the space. atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. And um, so yeah, so there was no seats when I when I got in. Finally, obviously there were no seats available, but um, there were still <clears throat> tickets on the floor. So the first thing I did was I just and I I think the limit was two, maybe two or four, but oh no, I I, I wanted four. Right. Um. And I don't think I could, I could have gotten four, so I did two, and um, and then that was it. Uh, I was shocked that I was able to get. You know, sometimes when you click tickets and yes. then it says, "Oh, someone else beat you to it," uh, that didn't happen. So I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I, it's just then it's the stress of just waiting for your payment to process, and you're like, "Okay, okay, okay." And then it, you get that screen that says you got him, and you're like, "All right, well, guess I'm going to Foo Fighters let, in Montreal, Verdun." Let time. the anticipation begin. Is the phrase? Yeah, that you and get. I had. I had tons of friends that, you know, didn't get tickets and it sucks. And, um, but I, I don't know what it is. Even you and I, we have a, I guess, a headspace that we need to get into with yeah. getting tickets. And, 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 and I understand how it can be stressful for, for people that don't do it regularly. Um, and, and I get it because I, 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 we still stress about tickets, but I think we just are so able and to do it because we do it often. And, we're able to it's just all right let's go like yeah. it's you know a, and you need to be quick you need to be quick and you the thing is you cannot hesitate and we've talked about this on an earlier yeah. episode and you really can't hesitate if that's the ticket just get it and you'll deal with it like i have yeah. been lucky in the past i don't know if this is still a thing so don't try it unless you actually know this but i have bought tickets that were on the floor but further back and then have seen tickets that were available and exchanged them. Oh, really? I have, yeah. On Ticketmaster? On Ticketmaster, yeah. Oh, um, I don't know if that's a thing anymore, but let me know. Probably not. Um, <laughs> that would be cool as hell. Yeah, so th- there's a thing, but I just... I, yeah, you, you need to get that. Unless it's like Taylor Swift tickets, which again, we could do a mm. whole separate episode on because I just, I don't get it. I don't get the whole yeah. thing of people wanting to go to that show and like selling off their houses to go. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but uh, I may be inclined... 
um, okay. to want to see her. I, I have to say right now, though, there are videos on TikTok and Instagram reels and stuff like that of um, friends making other friends listen to Taylor Swift, and it just sounds like a bunch of like, hi, yeah, I'm going here, and I'm doing. That's yeah. what I. That to me is what Taylor Swift sounds like. Yeah. I just can't we can talk it. about that on another episode. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, so you get the you get the tickets. Did you get the tickets right away, or is it one of those things where they they were trying to curb uh, resale, and then you only had access like? 24 no, hours? There, there was no okay. uh, option for okay. resale. Uh, I think actually you got your tickets the night before. Okay. The ticket yeah. showed up in your in your account the night before. Uh, and then, of course, all these people that didn't get tickets can bitch all they want about uh, scalpers and things. But, like, um, you just didn't get the tickets. I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry that you didn't do that. But, like, and, the, and, and honestly, the people that were like, oh, they're showing up on scalper sites for, like, $3,000. Chances are that those scalpers didn't even have tickets. Yeah. So you have to be really, really careful if you're going to buy any kind yeah, of I really, tickets like, don't like do it. We're not like sponsored by StubHub or anything <laughs> like that. But but StubHub, I feel I bought from StubHub and that is the more that is the legit uh, third party seller just because it's backed up by a great um, if if ever your tickets are not real. You they're open, I think, fucking like 24 hours or something. And like you call them and you're like, hey, uh Either they give you a better seat or they refund you. The problem with that is yeah. I would be scared of just getting the refund. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and so... you're like, you know, that actually happened to somebody that I know. Um, I, don't, I don't remember which. Oh, it was for Metallica here in Montreal. Somebody bought a ticket on StubHub. It didn't work. And they, they were just like, well, we, there's, this show is sold out. We don't have tickets. And here's a refund, you know? And I was like, oh, that's shitty. That's a that. bit of a, yeah. yeah. But um, but okay. but anyways, uh, but always check through Ticketmaster and all that. But but the show was special, uh, the the Foo Fighters one. It was very very. Why was it special? Special. Um, first of all, the set list was uh, kind of different than the other shows that they had been doing. So the festival shows they've been doing, they they kind of reshuffled the set list around. Um, I don't think they played anything different, but they reshuffled the the placement of songs and th- and stuff, which was really really cool. Um, and just, you can tell that the people that were there were just diehard fans and, um, you can tell that the band really just loved being there. And like I said, I'm, I'm pretty confident that the last time they were in Montreal, they played the Bell Center in 2011. Uh, I had, I had never seen them in Montreal. I had seen them in Toronto, which we've discussed once before on the show. And, um, there was nothing like this. This is definitely... I, I remember uh, when the show ended, I, I looked at my friend and I was like, this was a great fucking night of music. Yeah. Like yeah. just iconic. Like there's n- just crazy, just crazy. Like this, this band is the one, it's the biggest rock band in the world. Like, then they're playing this venue. Like how lucky am I? And these other people in this space, you know, um, it's cool. It's really, really cool. And they sounded amazing. And Dave was Dave. Well, who doesn't um, who doesn't love Dave? I, mean, I don't know, honestly. Like, if you don't love Dave Grohl, get yourself checked. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, he's I think I think a... my I think my parents like Dave Grohl. You know what I mean? Like they don't they're like yeah, he's cool. Friends. You know? Yeah, everybody knows yeah. Dave Grohl. I'm, you know, yeah. my grandma probably listens to Foo Fighters. Probably, you know, and, and I, you know, and just Dave Grohl on stage is a total is a beast. He's just like a 
Well, let's let's not forget that Dave Grohl is the guy who played through a broken leg. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess know? like Beast is pretty accurate. Um, I'm looking at the set list here. Yeah. And you know what I'm about to say when you go to a show and the audience is really into it. The band comes out. It's really electric from the get go. But there's always that one song in the first couple of songs that brings it to the mm. next level. What's the song? Mm. Oh, I guess like they played uh, "Learn to Fly" okay. early on, like. Uh, but but, but I think, um, yeah, like I said, they kind of reshuffled the set list. So I guess the people that were familiar with like, people who checked set lists on setlist.fm or whatever, they're like, oh, they're gonna start with this, but they didn't. Like, I I remember seeing like them starting a show with like "All My Life," something like that, which is like really really powerful. Um, but then like they didn't and i was like oh cool and uh anyways then they ended up playing it later but um but learn to fly what i think was the like especially you played early on i love i was actually having this this exact discussion with a friend the other night i love when bands have like or or singers have like a huge hit and they played early on because they're like you this is the beginning of the show so you have no choice but to stay and because this because learn to fly is not being played in the encore yeah okay i also so. <laughs> i would like to just uh, do a little sidebar here do you yeah. remember i'm gonna say 2012 2013 maybe when the lumineers came to montreal and they played that their hit um oh hey oh hey there um yeah. it was like the second song in yeah was that the metropolis show or yes. the one at the bell center no, the one at metropolis okay and we were yeah. like okay yeah and now we're yeah it's go. like okay Thank you. What do you do from now on? <laughs> uh, what are we doing now? Are we just staying for the show? Is the show over? <laughs> but like, but no. But but I love that. I I I love uh, I love when bands do that. Like it's it's so cool. It's like like get it out of the way. Like if the Killers played Mr. Brightside, like the fourth song in, I'd be like sick. <laughs> I mean, I'd be fine if they opened the show with it. Oh my god! Yeah, just I mean, how how gutsy would that be? But then okay, so you get learn to fly, and then you go into times like these. Like you don't even yeah, have time and to it's catch that your version. Ride. Yeah, it's the version that they yes. start that they kicked off on SNL, like the slow that starts off slow and then goes into the full band. Um, really, really like goosebumps. You I know, actually, shit, I like. have chills just thinking about that performance. I have to say, I yeah, love that yeah. rendition. Yeah, and it's cool because, like, I guess now they've been performing it that way for a, a bit of time, uh, and and the crowd sings back. So, like, you know, like when they, it's just Dave and like the, the keyboarders, I think his name is Rami, like that are on, uh, on stage, like height, like with the spotlights and Dave's doing his Dave thing, you know, and like the crowd is just singing it so loudly uh, that it's like deafening, you know? Um, I don't remember if I wore my earplugs that night. I, I wanted to say that I didn't, but, um, but yeah, it's just super cool yes i wear earplugs everybody no you should you actually should wear earplugs i mean yeah. it's yeah. but like he earplugs designed for concerts not the no, styrofoam not, not the ones yeah, you not... get at uh, pharma pre no like, no yeah. but yeah. but anyways so so yeah uh, it's just a a fun set like times like these and then uh, you know other hits like the pretender and, and stuff and then and I, you know, like I have to say, um, I had no idea what to expect about the new drummer, Josh, uh, Josh Freeze. Yeah, uh, the guy's a great add to the band. He uh, he plays so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, like Taylor Hawkins is Taylor Hawkins, uh, but this new era of Foo Fighters, I guess uh, you can say, is is really really solid. Yeah. Like, uh, and they chose a great drummer. The guy has played in every band possible. 
including, and I'm not shitting you, Michael Bublé. Yes, like I know. it's it's crazy. <laughs> like it's actually. Insane. I want I want to actually talk about that because it is such a funny thing. Michael Bublé, I know, doesn't appeal to everybody, but I don't know how he can't appeal to people on a personality level because personality-wise, he's really funny. Like he's yeah, just, he, he's yeah. an everyday guy. Exactly, and they play uh, a clip, I guess, of "Haven't Met You Yet," which is a Michael Bublé song. A Michael yeah, Bublé so what they do is yeah. yeah, what they do is uh, so uh, as uh, Dave is introducing the band, uh, then he goes to Josh. I think Josh is the last one, and. Um, yeah, and he says this guy has played with Nine Inch Nails. This guy has, has played with Queens of Stone Age. He's played with all these people and Canada's own Michael Bublé, you know. And then what happens is that Dave invites somebody in the audience that knows the song yes. to sing it because he's like, I don't know Michael Bublé's song, but he probably low-key does. Oh, he 100% has that CD. Like, not yeah. even, not, yeah, just the CD <laughs> in his car. Yeah, and and but then what happens is that Somebody goes on stage and they don't know the song. Of course they don't. They just want to. They just. They just want to go on stage. And but there, then there's me in the crowd where I'm. I'm looking around. And I'm like, I could totally do this. Yes. You know what I mean? In the voice. Because I because I know the lyrics by heart. To haven't met you yet. Yes. So I'm because like, I could have done it. It was but, a staple yeah. on the beat. Radio yes. station we used to work at, and yeah. haven't met you yet. We just we could even intro it if we wanted. Yeah. Gun 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 gun. I'm not. I remember good. But yeah, but so so yeah, this drummer is fantastic, and like I, I like I didn't I didn't really, I w- I was going to see the band. I wasn't you know going to judge the drummer, you know. No, but <laughs> but but, but he was is, really really good. He's a good add to the band. But I get, I know you're not judging the drummer, but the thing is, you are so used to something. You're used to Taylor Hawkins being there, yeah. and it's it's a it's a bit of a shock, you know, to to not see him there. It's also incredibly yeah. sad because the reason yes. he's not there is not because he's joined another he band left. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, he's, it's, it's he's really, gone, really yeah. sad. Um, yeah. I just, I want to go quickly back to the haven't met you yet thing. If you haven't seen the clip of Michael Bublé in the crowd at Outside Lands in San Francisco. Oh, that was the festival, yes. Yeah, um, where Dave calls out to the audience and says, does anybody know the, the lyrics? And Michael Bublé is there, obviously. It's arranged, but whatever. And uh, he comes up on but stage. But it's so good. It's just amazing. You need you need to look at it. You can just find it on YouTube or, or any kind yeah. of social media. But yeah, you need to do that. Um, I see after that that they played My Hero, and yeah. was that the Taylor Hawkins tribute or no? Um, no, not not that night. It's weird because, um, yeah, no, not that night. They 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 they, they there was a um, there's a Montreal band called uh, Vovoid. Okay, yeah, that's how you say it. Uh, they're a metal band and he was in the crowd and it was just how cool is that like like Dave Grohl is like oh one of my favorite bands uh is from Montreal and the the drummer is in sorry I almost dropped my phone the drummer is in the uh crowd right now you know and, and it was kind of cool because he was literally like sitting in the stands right next to where I was standing so it's nice to, to see so he dedicated that to him and uh yeah the, the song that they dedicated to Taylor Hawkins was Aurora which is mm. I, which I believe is off the new album yeah and um, yeah, it just and Violet Grohl was there, his daughter. I saw, yeah, that's cool as hell. Like your dad is Dave Grohl, and you're sharing the stage with Foo Fighters. Like, who are you? Why are you there? Yeah, but such a great voice and uh, and 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 really cool of, of you know, like your dad is Dave Grohl. Shut up. <laughs> what I mean, like, you have no reason to be sad in your life. 
Oh, man. But also probably annoying. It's, you yeah. know, like, because I love Dave Grohl, but I'm sure that he just wants to be part. He looks like that super present dad who just wants to be part of everything. Which is so f- cool. I know God. it's cool. I know. But so cool. just, um, yeah, who, but, who but opened it, for them? Did anybody open? Uh, Les Shirley. Oh, yes. Okay, uh, Montreal band. The yes. Montreal band, uh, which is cool as hell. They, they had seen them, I think, on YouTube or something. And they're like, oh, they should open our Montreal show. And and I think that or 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 the, somebody in the band there was a small clip of it online. I don't know where I saw it. Now that I think of it, I can't remember where I saw it. But there was like a small interview with the band, being like, "How did they? How the hell did they even get there?" You know. Well, you know what? I, it I was would... either they reached out or or Dave Grohl was like, "Oh, this is cool." You know. I I want to yeah. say that um, so Lee Shirley, they're a local band as we mentioned, but um, one of the the reasons that they are on the the local map, I guess, is because of Jason Rockman, who's a good friend. Oh, okay. And he, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, you know, he really, um, he's unfortunately no, no longer at Shome, but he was one of the biggest, uh, you know, he just... He pushed Montreal yeah, bands. Yeah, he pushed yeah. Montreal bands, and he made sure that Montrealers got to, to you know, see new new acts and stuff like that. And we actually had Lay Shirley in the Shome Rock Room, which was like this little tiny intimate cool. uh, venue thing one time. And that's great. I mean, to go from playing little clubs and then opening for Foo Fighters, is, I mean, that's a pretty cool thing to have. And uh, it's it's cool for a Montreal band. I think that um, Montreal has a lot of talent and we um, are blessed. And yes, I still consider myself a Montreal. I'm Montreal thank or, you. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course you are. You're <laughs> yeah. bred that way. Always will but, be, yeah. But that's really cool. And I mean, uh, not only did they open for Foo Fighters, but they played the Verdun Auditorium. So. Oh, man. I um okay so I mean you're on the floor so you're not going to take any bathroom breaks but um I didn't no no but if you had to oh uh I guess I would do honestly so let me just get through this so after the whole Violet Grohl thing on stage um they I I, I at some point I was getting a bit worried because I'm a huge fan of all my life it's probably one of my it's probably like my favorite Foo Fighters song just because it's it's just so intense uh so I'm like oh they're not gonna play it and um and then he says something dave Grohl says something like oh this <laughs> this next song is uh is a slow one and he goes into and i literally like i almost lost my mind like i literally because i wasn't expecting i was like another slow one are you fucking kidding me <laughs> like, like i get it that you're in this space i understand it's cool you know <laughs> Get over it. Play, play something big, and then they go. And I was like, "Why would I think that they would do that again? Why would that? Why would they play something s- slow? You know." So all my life was played like half, half midway, you know, through the set near the end, you know. But it was really cool. That was for me a huge moment. Uh, and then, so my going back to your question about bathroom break song, it would probably be the T-shirt. Um, yeah, uh, which because okay. it's 10 minutes long, yes, so I would have time to go to the bathroom and come back, and it would still be um uh, playing. Okay, that's so true. I get that, yeah. Uh, and it's also a newer song, and um, yeah, because then after that, it's just one after the other until well, the end of the show. They don't, they don't do uh, they've made it very clear now, they don't do encores anymore, uh, so they just play through the set. You know what? I like, it. I like that. Don't do like, you? I do, I d- okay, so. There's something exciting about the encore. Yes, there is something exciting, but but hear me out. A band like Foo Fighters, I'm not talking about like if you're going to see Barry Manilow, but I'm just saying like if you're going to see Foo Fighters, the energy is so up here. Hi, yeah. That do you want to break it by 
going out. Like you already know the crowd is at the level you want it to be. It's not going to mm. get louder than that. You, yeah. you just, just go for it. Like give it your all. So yeah. I have to agree. If, if Paul McCartney didn't do any encores, I think I'd be mad because you come uh. to expect it. But I think Foo Fighters, you're like, the energy is right up there. Why would we want to break that? Let's just go through it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I'm not for it or against it. I just, I love, I guess it's just because it's the, you know. And also the, the, norm, it's... the normalcy of a concert is that there's an encore, but if there's no encore, I, you know, it's fine. As long as you're playing the songs and you're not getting off stage early than you're, or earlier than you're supposed to, like, no problem. You know what I mean? My favorite but... is uh, people who leave during the encore at the encore yeah or like oh okay they it's played yeah. they played the all my life i'm gonna go now but they still haven't played ever long so or best of you <laughs> yeah which was the encore essentially. I mean, and monkey wrench i believe yeah. um yeah monkey wrench would just you know tore the place apart um and yeah aurora like i said was dedicated to taylor hawkins um oh and melissa oftermauer who was there that is cool that is yeah. very cool Huh. Yeah, Melissa Oftermeyer is uh, the daughter of yeah, Nick, Nick. Yeah. Oftermeyer. Yeah, very, very Nick famous Montreal. Montrealer. Yeah, um, that is that is so exciting. I'm so happy that you got to go to this show, and I'm glad that I got to live it through you because I was so yeah. I was really pumped for you. I was like, okay, this <laughs> like you need to you need to be there, and you really um, do need to be in that moment. And yeah. then like even like my, my, even my family would they were just like so excited yes. for me. They were just like, oh, it's so cool. Like my sister was like, oh my god, like. How crazy is that? That like you get to see them and you get to see them there. I was like, yeah, like, you know, my dad was who's like, yeah, Foo Fighters is a bit heavy for me, but like he appreciates that they're a rock yeah. band, you know, and like, like, oh, like so cool, like you could see them, you know, like yeah. it's, it's nice that the thing with your Foo dad, Fighters brings family together. Yeah, your dad, he's a lover of music, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. even if he's not gonna go to the show, he he appreciates yeah. the music. So that's he's uh, like, God, Dave Grohl, the Beatles like him, so I guess he's a good guy. This is true. It's Sir Paul approved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was an amazing, amazing night. I I wish that, I wish that. I can go back, but I do have great, great footage of the show. And um, I, I tend to post a lot at shows. I always tell myself I'm not going to do it. But then I'm just like, I want people to be jealous. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I so wish. I'm like, I don't care. I always go like the other night I went to see Hosier. I was like, I'm not going to post Take Me to Church. But I did because the crowd was insane. Mm -hmm. So like. I get it. And and I don't care. Like I don't care. If you don't like it, just just be jealous and don't look. Don't watch. But Stop keep watching. following us. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh I will never overpost on concert goers, but uh if you want to follow me on my private account, I will post the shit out of a concert. It's a good follow. I literally get I literally get comments like, Oh, do you do it for the gram or do you actually have fun? I'm like, I do it for both. I have such a great I'm able to multitask. Thank you very much. You know what? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a shameless admission of that. I have to say, yeah, I respect it. I am, yeah, yep. But it was a great show, and and I I I I hope that it opens up because even the sound was fantastic in that venue. Yeah, and and I hope that it opens up the door to more shows. I would go to shows there. The parking is a bit of a hassle. Um, it's also but... not super accessible in terms of uh, public transport. Like it's it's odd. Like in its in yeah, its, it's weirdly placement. placed. Yeah. I guess yeah. 
And also the day that the show was, it was pouring rain. So like, I didn't really look, I just got in the Uber and I just went there, you know, I didn't look just, around. I was, you figure it out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're just like, you just, yeah. you just know you need to be there and it doesn't matter. You figure it out. Yeah. But it's definitely cool. Like I would love for other big bands like that to do that. Like I would, I've been manifesting a pro jam show in Montreal yeah, for I mean, a long time. It. They haven't played Montreal in uh, like a long time. And, um, and like imagine they come back and play there that'll be fucking well, wild it's, like it's a it's it was really quite an amazing get by Avenco and we have to shout them out for get for making this show happen like yeah. on a on a dime because like I have no idea yeah. how they turned it around so quickly I don't know if it was in the the works but if I know the people at Avenco um which I've you know had the pleasure to work with for years mm -hmm. they um if there's a way to make something like this happen, they're going to make it happen again. Yeah. And and it was funny because fun. those, aside from the comments of, oh, uh, people are scalping tickets and whatever, the other comments were, why didn't they just play the Bell Center? No. Which the Bell Center was free that yeah, night. That's not the experience. But it's not the point. No. It's not the, oh, they could have sold uh, twice as many tickets. Yeah, but it's not the point. Like, yeah, they would have, even if they would have announced the Bell Center show two weeks before, it would have sold out. There's no they would have got 15,000 people in an yeah, arena, but, but that is not, that wasn't it's not the, the beauty of the show. Of the show. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So, um, I mean, it is what it is guys. It is what it is. Uh, I was, I'm, I'm very lucky to have been there and I'm very like, I'm humble about it, but I'm also like, yeah, I was there. So, Perfect. and I have a t-shirt. So does it say I was there? Uh, no, it just says Foo fighters. Um, okay. but, uh, but yeah, I, I, it was incredible. And I, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? That is a good place to to wrap this up because, um, it yeah, it's a, it's a killer first ep, uh, show to come back to. And yeah, uh, look at us, look at us back at it. Back it's like we never went away. Mic. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay. Back behind the mic. Well, but uh, Jess, it was a pleasure. It was always, as always. a pleasure. And, uh, and uh, I hope I'll see you again next week. Um, you will, and oh, it's going to be an experience. Oh shit. I can't I wait. Say, I won't say anything more. The Concert Goers is written and produced by Jessica Dion with your hosts, Jessica Dion and Jenny Fiasque. The Concert Goers is produced in association with Snob Media.